I'm Bridget Owens, and you're listening to the Waxing Soul Podcast, where we're adventuring into the world of mindful modern magic and authentic spiritual practice. It's July 7th, 2022, and today's topic is how confronting the discrepancies between reality and our worldview is the path to enlightenment. Are you ready to grow your soul? Happy Thursday, witchy friends and listeners. Um, I want to kind of address the things happening in the United States right now as far as, you know, how I think it's it's best to use my platforms, including this one, going forward in a way that is, in a way that feels right to me as as the creative mind behind this show and all the other stuff that I do. Because, you know, I've talked on here about my activist work and, and woven that into episodes on spirituality and magic and all of that. And I just, for those who might be, you know, wondering if I'm purposefully refraining from directly talking about like what to do and what I think about things moment to moment and all of that. Here's where I sit with this. There are many, like infinitely numerous aspects to the situation we find ourselves in as a country right now. If I'm not an expert or if if I'm not confident in what I have to share from a specific angle or about a specific aspect of the situation, I'm not going to do it. So like, I'm not a legal expert. I'm not a medical expert. I'm not a historian. That's, I don't have technical knowledge that isn't already being better provided by a zillion other sources out there. And, and I could share my own insight, experience, opinions, etc., which I'm more likely to do on TikTok than here, but I still don't that's not really my MO in general, <laughs> because what I've come to understand through my life experiences so far is that part of what dooms society to all this sort of systemic oppression and descent into fascism is when we let other people do our thinking for us. When we hitch ourselves to someone else and follow their lead without consistently and constantly exercising our own curiosity, our own discernment, our own ethics, our own motivating value system. And if there's one thing that I want all of my writing and podcasting and creating and social media sharing to do, it's to encourage each and every one of you to take responsibility for the things that you think and believe, which means I don't want to build an audience of people who are here to be guided to a way of thinking or behaving or seeing the world. And what I'm trying to put out there, what I'm, what I'm trying to create is not guidance on what to think and do, it's guidance on how to learn to guide yourself, on how to find that authentic source of guidance within you. Which means that when it comes to things like current events, I've got lots and lots to talk about in terms of the underlying dynamics of what's going on around us, especially in spiritual terms, and and not about specific things like you know, how to protest and what you should support and or what's important to know or think or whatever. Which leads us to today's topic, which starts with the importance of our worldviews. And part of the quest for authenticity, which I outline in my book, Deep Self Magic, has to do with tracing our behaviors and choices back to the assumptions which inform those behaviors and choices. And then tracing those assumptions back to the experiences or lessons which shaped that part of our worldview. Because what we find in our deep self, in part, are baseline, like, core beliefs 
about how the world works, and we formed those core beliefs from our experiences and the things that we were taught over time. And the thing is, none of us has a complete and accurate understanding, no matter what our experiences were or what lessons we were taught. And it's like, well, it's like that whole thing about there not being such thing as truth. We can't know it all. And it's always changing anyway. Society changes, so the way, the way society works changes. And that's just one aspect of the way that we experience the world. So my point is that we each have a core worldview, which shows up in the way that we think, the way that we act, the way we make decisions, the way we interact with others, how we interpret what they do and say, all of that. It shows up in our ethics. It shows up in our relationships. Underneath all of that, are assumptions that arise from those core beliefs. And those assumptions are important to understand and identify. So for instance, and I think I've used maybe this example before, but if I believed deep down in the modern Western distortion of the idea of karma, in the idea that, you know, the universe returns each person's deeds on them in kind, then I wouldn't probably be much into baneful magic workings, right? If that was, if that idea was a core belief, I would be operating under the assumption that the universe handles justice on its own with me and with others, and that, and that assumption would express itself in my choices and behaviors, namely to try and only have good karma for myself and trust that those who were, you know, those who harmed others would be dealt with accordingly. That might make me, you know, not care very much about specific instances of legal injustice or bad things happening to people because if that's my belief, it's not my place to worry about what karma will bring them. It might even cause me to look at others suffering bad things and assume that it meant that they'd done something to bring that negative karmic return on themselves and therefore feel justified in not helping them. Or maybe, for instance, if I believed in that idea of karma, but if my deep core belief is that the universe uses us as mechanisms for karmic justice, I might work under the assumption that, under certain circumstances, my own motivation to retaliate or cause harm to others is warranted and in service to karma, rather than something which would bring negative karma back on myself. So I might be very willing to respond in certain ways in defense of others or stuff like that. And if, for instance, I didn't believe in karma at all, if my core belief was that the universe is not at all concerned with issues of justice and that this is a function of human societal dynamics alone, then I might harbor the assumption that it's my responsibility to work for justice and stand against injustice. And therefore I might put a lot of energy and action towards seeing what I consider bad people appropriately dealt with. The thing to understand is that every choice to act or not act, every choice of how best to act, when to act, isn't about the act itself, it's about the underlying core beliefs. And while I do find it really helpful to kind of think about and try to understand people by trying to understand where their core beliefs come from and why they disagree with me, why we maybe <laughs> uh, have differing worldviews, the most important thing is to understand our own. To not just understand ourselves in terms of our patterns of choices and behaviors, and not just the assumptions and lessons which cause us to exhibit those patterns, but the deep core worldview underneath. Because most of us don't do a lot of, like, 
when when things happen to us which threaten our sense of stability or which make us feel threatened by reality we tend to go first to an examination of why everyone else is acting in ways that don't make sense to us rather than looking within and thinking about why what's happening doesn't make sense to us because it's it's all about worldview and in a moment i want to get into how to deal with that Year two of the Waxing Soul podcast is all about ideas in action. Join my mailing list at BridgetOwens.com slash podcast for a weekly self-growth challenge, plus all the latest news and more fun stuff. Now back to the episode. For the last few weeks, I've found myself saying several times that I'm really glad I already had my worldview shattering experience and my quote unquote, white woman anger phase back in 2016, 2017. And I say that because for me, with what's going on right now, with all the the things I feel and think about it, I'm totally uninterested in going out to protest in March because, and not that I think it's a bad idea for anyone else to go, stick with me, (laughs) but because doing so served a purpose personally for me then that I don't need to have served now. Because that experience overall shifted my worldview. 2016 shifted my worldview. 2017 and 2018 was really a process of, you know, lots of shifts in my worldview. And while I don't feel like it's the most productive or meaningful thing anymore for me to be out there marching and protesting, I recognize that motivation in others. And I'm glad others are feeling it. I just recognize it as part of a process that has very little impact when it comes to, like, actually changing things. (laughs) But that's... Not so much the point. The thing is, going into 2016, I was really, I'd gone through a whole lifetime of experiences, which taught me that overall, things get better and more just, more free over time. There had been so many little incremental steps forward in gay rights and women's rights and racial justice. And and even though things weren't perfect, you didn't have to look back very far at any time to go, you know, there's been progress made since then. There's always progress, even if it's not all of the progress that we want. That was a core bit of my understanding of the world. Things would always get better. Even if there were little steps back, they wouldn't be for very long. Because even things like, you know, my state passed a constitutional amendment in the in the aughts, which defined marriage as between a man and a woman. And then something like 10 years later, my wife and I had a recognized marriage. It, It was done in another state, but that was progress. It was a temporary setback. So all evidence in my experience reinforced that things would always generally move towards greater social justice. So 2016 was traumatic because it went against that worldview. It it directly contradicted what I deep down had believed to be true about reality. And as I got into activism, as I let my emotional response motivate me to get out and march and protest and volunteer, the thing that I quickly realized was that there were those who were equally as impacted, who absolutely saw the situation as terrible, just like I did, but who weren't as traumatized and shocked by it, who weren't like scrambling to scream and march all the time because the election and its aftermath wasn't surprising (laughs) given their worldview. They, They already believed that the world wasn't as naturally positive and just as I'd thought it to be, as a whole lot of us had thought it to be. 
And there were those who had always seen the world as unjust and threatening. There were those who had already done their screaming and marching and had moved on from needing to deal with all the emotional reactions and the sense of betrayal and the trauma and all of that. And then there were all of us who were new to this understanding, who had, who had come to terms with the fact, who had had to come to terms with the fact that we'd not had as strong a grasp on reality as we thought we did. And it's happening again now. There's, there's a new group of people, and this might be you, for whom this is the first time when their worldview has really been challenged and confronted. And it feels like, you know, it feels like betrayal. It feels like everyone has lost their minds. Like the people and the systems that you trusted to work and behave one way have been totally corrupted. And like you can't understand why the things that you expected to prevent this didn't stop it. And the important thing to understand, though, is that it's never that the world never changes all of a sudden. Things don't collapse out of the blue. I love watching science channels. <laughs> and sometimes I watch shows about, like, engineering disasters and natural disasters and that kind of thing. And anytime there's, like, a bridge or a dam or a building that falls apart seemingly out of the blue, the reality is always that we just didn't see the progression of damage. We didn't see the weaknesses developing or the warning signs, but that the catastrophe was like a long time in the making. So when something about our expectations for reality suddenly falls apart, it's never actually sudden. <laughs> it's just that we only become aware of it at that sudden moment. And that means, as I've said before, that the problem isn't in the sudden odd behavior of things and people. It's that our perception wasn't accurate for long before we became aware of it. Our worldview had always, or at least for a long time, been not true to reality. So when that happens, when something happens that contradicts our understanding of how the world works, when we experience that traumatic shift in understanding, the important thing to do is shift our internal worldview to account for and incorporate this new information. So, like, back in 2016, when I realized that I had just been lucky, privileged, to experience a long period of time when lots of progress was made towards social justice, in my experience, but that unless a lot of us continued to fight for it, that that progress was never guaranteed, that resulted in a change in my motivations, my behaviors, my choices, my priorities, and that's what's probably going on for a lot of people right now. <laughs> you might be realizing that, say, the government at all levels and, and that politics at all levels doesn't work the way you thought it did. And that, you know, had you known what you know now, you might have made different choices in the past. And the important thing isn't the regret. It's the updating of your understanding of things, updating your worldview, which is what enlightenment is. And that's the real meat of what I want to get into in the last part of this episode. If you love the waxing soul, connect with me online. BridgetOwens.com is the central hub for all my projects, including books, card decks, and resources. Go there to get my latest book, Deep Self Magic, to connect as a potential podcast guest, and to find out all the latest news. Also, find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook as Bridget Owens Magic, and on Twitter as Waxing Soul. There are a lot of different worldviews out there, and a lot of those worldviews are 
directly informed by religion and spirituality. They're form- informed by politics. They're informed by the places and events that people have you know, lived through. So for some people, what's happening right now in the United States is exactly what their worldview tells them has been the intended direction of history. For a lot of people, there isn't anything yet in what's going on which shakes them out of their worldview. And that's, you know when we sometimes complain (laughs) that there are so many people who don't care until it impacts them. In some cases, the more accurate statement is that there are so many people who don't care until it contradicts the details of the way they think the world works. Now, like I said, having your worldview challenged to the point that you have to adjust it, you have to actually change and update your worldview, is an example of enlightenment. It's having new understanding, expanded understanding, because more of reality is illuminated for you through experience. Is it traumatic to gain enlightenment this way? Absolutely. But if we're spiritually open to enlightenment, I think it's important to be also open to having our worldview expanded and changed, even if that happens through these abrupt shifts. And this is, I don't mean this to be a message of like, if you're having a hard time with what's going on, you should really be glad it's happening because you're being enlightened. That is not a, I would never condone that kind of spiritual, like, bypassing toxic positivity crap. But it is important to recognize that it's not just trauma. It's not just random tragic changes happening in the world. It's part of human existence. And it does expand our understanding if we allow it to. If we recognize that our worldviews aren't infallible or even necessarily accurate. And in fact, I think part of enlightenment is realizing that we are never in possession of a worldview which constitutes truth and which can't or shouldn't be challenged. Because if we really get to that point where we're not defensive about (laughs) or attached to the veracity of our worldview, if we can get there, the less likely we'll be to ignore less significant bits of, of cognitive dissonance along the way, the less likely we will be to wait until it all shakes apart in front of us before questioning whether we're seeing everything as it is. And when I say I'm glad I went through my white woman anger phase in 2016 and 2017, I say that because, because that started me on a process of questioning things, of not just rethinking my assumptions about social justice, but noticing when other things contradicted my worldview, when it came to like the way society shapes our priorities to benefit others. The last several years um, have brought all kinds of realizations about how like things that I was taught were super, you know, that were super important growing up and through my years in like corporate careers that, that many of those important priorities aren't even like based in material reality. And it's, if you really want enlightenment, (laughs) you don't find it by listening to others telling you what's real. You find it by holding your worldview up against what the evidence of your experience and observation says. And it means actually seeking out experiences which test your worldview. And it means being open to that worldview being proved wrong. It means when things happen like they have been, when systems that you thought were here to uphold laws and act with integrity and be a force for logic and reason 
actually turn out to not do any of those things, the first thing you do is take the time to adjust your understanding and adapt your worldview before acting. Because the thing is, if you look around at how people are reacting right now, the ways people are choosing to respond, you can start to pick out the difference in reaction and strategy moving forward between those who continue to believe that government systems will work based on logic and reason and, and those who believe that none of it can be trusted anymore. So, so if you're struggling right now, I encourage taking some time to dig into your understanding of how things work and update it to what you're learning through all of this. It's not fun. It's not going to be encouraging. But nothing is as fragile and unstable as a worldview held together by desperation and unfounded hope. And enlightenment doesn't always mean that what is revealed is happy and pleasant and unlifting. Uplifting. <laughs> but it is always a more stable and grounded place from which to move forward. Thank you so much for listening. New episodes of The Waxing Soul drop every Thursday. All materials and resources, except the music, are copyright Bridget Owens. Many thanks to my readers, listeners, friends, mentors, inspirations, and my family for riding with me into season two. And until next week, blessed be and be good to yourself. <laughs>